You're listening to the Late Night Football Show with your host, Rohit Singh. That's me. On this show, we talk about some of the most serious, least silly topics from the world of football for your entertainment and enjoyment. Please remember that the show is BYOL. Bring your own laughs, since we don't have the budget for a studio audience. Happy listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Night Football. There's been a lot going on this week and it's been a bit of an out-of-control week actually with the uh, transfers and uh, draws and, and now the games, a bit like my hair. But, uh, but uh, we've, we've got the, we had a Champions League draw today and uh, we also have some Premier League games coming up this uh, weekend. So we're going to focus on the Premier League games. But uh, I just want to say that uh, it is a, it's, it's, gonna be, it's an interesting draw for some of the English clubs. I think uh, Liverpool have a very interesting draw. Uh, group with Ajax and Atlanta. Uh, Chelsea and City obviously are very easy groups. I mean, there's something going on with City, by the way. I'm just saying that they keep getting easy groups. Uh, uh, and then United, of course, I think I think we'll, we'll probably be doing the Europa League reaction, I think, from, from, from February onwards from Manchester United. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, but nonetheless, uh, we're going to talk about the Premier League uh, weekend. It's a big weekend of action coming up and we have got uh, we've got a broad representation of people, if not from clubs. We, uh, the four of us here, we, are, we just represent two different clubs. But we are alive from four different countries. So we've got all the way from India. We've got Jay Shankar, first, first time on the show. Jay, welcome. Yes. Hi. And, uh, yeah, and then we got from uh, all the way from Dhaka. We've got Jihan. Welcome back to the show, Jihan. After the La Liga preview show, we've got you back again for this one. Great to be back. Yes, and you're going to talk about Chelsea today. So that's going to be an uh, interesting turn of face. And then another Chelsea fan, we've got <laughs> Kevin from California. So Kevin, welcome to the show as well. Hi, thanks. Yeah, so you've got four different countries. It's it's great globalization. All right, uh, so let's get right into it, and we'll start with the first game of the weekend. We're going to start with uh, Chelsea against Crystal Palace, and uh, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting game because uh, I think Chelsea have now taken the mantle from Manchester United about being the club in crisis. Uh, let me just start with you, Jihan. Do you think this um, this this criticism of Frank is, is is going a bit overboard, or do you think that it's 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 just about it? We're only like four games and five games into the season to count the cup games. So do you think it's a bit too early to be starting to criticize Frank? No, I mean, I'm just going to be very direct. I mean, we bought seven first-team players, even Eduardo Mendes as first-team player. So it's, it's, this is not FIFA. Uh, it takes time for these players to gel together. And it's, it's not just going to work like that, right? I mean, we have to give them some time. And whatever you say, Lampard is kind of young. And I'll just say this, that Antonio Conte lost his first three games. We lost 3-0 to Arsenal. Then we won the league by what? 13 or 11 points. So, yes, it is too early. Uh, Kevin, the, um, you know, it's, it's a good point about having seven players and trying to gel them all together. But at what point do you think uh, there, there would be serious questions starting to be asked? Would it be this if they lost this weekend? Or do you think that there's still going to be uh, more time for Lampard? Even like, At what point do you think it'll, those, those noises will start to get louder? I think... Uh, uh... December is going to be pretty uh, like such kind of period where, where we're going to have like questions. Uh, everyone, everyone, including me, is going to start asking questions to Lampard. I mean, it's not just because uh, Lampard's reputation, it's because uh, uh, Chelsea has been having history of past history of having so many ma- managers and not being able to, uh, you know, stick to one. So, uh, I believe that uh, the pressure is on, as always. 
and uh, i think that uh, yeah december should be like the mid you know that that particular mid uh, game uh, mid mid season questions kind of stuff so i think uh, yeah i think at that time maybe even the i think the winter transfers are going to be uh, uh, important for all the other clubs so let's see yeah i was going i was going to say winter transfers are you asking chelsea to spend more money there no, no, no. Enough already. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> no more. Um, no more. <laughs> yeah, no, but the one thing is that you talk about December. I think it'll be interesting because Chelsea have got a pretty easy uh, Champions League draw. I think they should get through it. They've got Sevilla, uh, Rennes and um, Krasnodar. I don't think they should have any problems finishing second at the very least. I think that should be, should be fairly straightforward. So, yeah, you would expect them to be able to focus on two fronts at the moment pretty easily. Uh, but let's talk about the person and let's talk about the team. I think one of the areas, uh, Kevin, that that uh, that has been an area of concern is that midfield, because uh, there's talk about what is an ideal. Let's assume that Chelsea play at, at midfield three, because it looks like that's what they are trying to play most games. And um, what do you think is the ideal midfield three for Chelsea that they should be looking to play against Palace? I think, uh, I think uh, Pulisic. Uh, I believe that Lampard has started playing Werner in the as, as a wing, yeah. as a winger. Mm-hmm. But uh, it should not continue because seeing that uh, Spurs game where Werner was probably playing wing, wing, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but uh, for for wing, it, uh, for for midfield, it should be Kovacic, I believe, uh, and uh, Kante. And uh, Jorginho, maybe. I mean, Jorginho should start. So you do want Jorginho to start? Which, yeah, uh, yeah. Because he play play... Sorry. So where would you play Harvards then? Uh, when when I saw the game, uh, the pre Premier League game, uh, I I didn't think Harvard Harvard was playing so good, so well. But uh, but the but the recent games where Harvard was uh, actually like he scored he scored a hat trick right. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the so, league. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm still confused, but I I'm still gonna go with Kante, Jorginho, and Kovacic. Let's see. Okay. Against Palace, that's that's uh, one. That Jay, do you think? What do you think? Do you think uh, Harvard should start? I mean, we'd love Jihan. I was gonna ask him that, but nonetheless, he probably joined back again. Uh, Jay, what do you think? Uh, would you start with? Uh, with Havertz, or would you would you start with Havertz in midfield, or would you start with him uh, as a forward? See against Crystal Palace, I don't think you can start Havertz in midfield, for sure. You okay. need to be very player based uh, because uh, you know Wilfred Zaha, you know what he's going to do. They're just going to sit back, they're going to lump balls forward, and they're going to let Zaha run, get get in behind the defense. So I think Kante. See, I don't think Lampard is playing Kante correctly. Anyways, he's not playing him as a defensive midfielder. So I don't know what what is going on over there because he was the best defensive midfielder in the world probably when they won the World Cup. And after that, maybe he's not played in his natural position. And regarding uh, Havertz, I think they have a real problem over there because uh, they've signed uh, Hakim Zayech, who can play from the right. If Havertz is playing in the forward line, he has to play from the right because Werner will go through the middle and left. Obviously, Christian Pulisic uh, can go from the left. So you buy two players for more than 100 million combined to play for play in essentially one position, right? So against teams who sit back, maybe you can play Havertz in midfield, but 
you know against a team like crystal palace who do sit back but who can who are very dangerous on the counter i don't think you should play havertz he's, he's going to get bullied in the midfield for sure okay so jihan since you dropped off i just wanted to recap for you so kevin uh, has chosen his midfield three of uh, kante kovacic and jorginho uh, against crystal palace he thinks that's the midfield three and i think both jay and kevin agree that havertz if he's going to play he's going to play from the wing uh, for this game what do you think so I, i'm not going to just talk about crystal palace i think they should fix on a starting 11 mm-hmm. i mean that's what a winning team has to be you can't keep switching all the time mm-hmm. so for me the ideal midfield 3 i'll also include uh, i'll actually say offensive 6 midfield 3 and attacking 3 okay uh warner strike definitely has to be warner strike uh you have i mean the typical one warner zayek on the left pulisic on the right or they can be interchanging they both have experience playing on both sides so that will be an interesting thing to see similar to what barcelona used to do with that rotating front three um and i would suggest a more offensive midfield so havertz has to be in the middle i mean we bought, brought him in because of that creativity something that chelsea's lacked after hazard was creativity we've had those good midfielders but you know that that x factor we've missed that we've missed that for a while and havertz has that and for me it has to be kante and kovacic Jorginho is an amazing player but uh, I don't know he's he does just doesn't seem to suit Lampard and even though Lampard has said that he wants more of a holding mid I mean somebody who's just going to drop back and sit Kanté is still the best defensive midfielder in the world for me maybe I don't I, I mean it's not just me and Kevin here Kevin here any non Chelsea fan has to agree with that too he is the best if not at least one of the best defensive midfielders so he has to be utilized more properly yeah, yeah well I, I think I might know one or two people oh sorry Kevin Yeah, I agree to that. I said. Yeah, I know one or two people on the on the group who might disagree with Kante being the best defensive midfielder in the world. Anyway, <laughs> they probably know who they are. They're watching. Um, but no, but it's interesting. I mean, Jorginho might be anti-France fans. Yeah. Well, I mean, what talking yeah. fans? <laughs> well, I mean, it's interesting. Jorginho is a player who divides opinion because there are people who think what he does is very unique, but then there are other people who probably don't. Um, don't don't see the value of or, or don't see what he brings as different to the game so it's interesting i mean i don't want to get too tactical and and you know because we have got to cover a lot but who do you think is going to be the uh, jay who do you think is going to be the key player for chelsea uh, for this game for crystal palace specifically against crystal palace see uh, they already have an issue with the goalkeeper they signed mendy right yeah, but of course but they have, they've had mistakes at the back with the goalkeeper situation i mean kepa Skepa, I mean, I don't know what happened to him, and, and that's always something to look for. I mean, it's a place where you need to look at. Where I mean, if is Mendy is going to be good enough, or is just his second game, I believe. So you don't know what's going to happen there. But uh, if Chelsea needs to win this win this game, I mean, obviously it's going to be their striker Timo Werner. I hope Lampard doesn't start Oliver Giroud. I hope he starts with Timo Werner up front. Uh, he's going to be the key player for sure. Bang in the goals, get the win. Uh, Kevin, would you start Mendy or would you start Kepa? I would definitely start Mendy. Any Chelsea fan would start Mendy. Yeah, he did have a pretty <laughs> good game against Spurs. Any, uh, Jihan, who do you think is going to be the key player for uh, for for Chelsea? Well, considering that uh, they're so defensive, it has to be Warner for me. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be his movement. He has to keep moving between the wings and then cutting back inside. He has to confuse the defense. Yeah, uh, he has to somehow break that formation. Otherwise, we can't go in. Yeah, I think I think I think the key player for that's me something Giroud doesn't bring. 
Yeah, I think for me it will be Harvards and where he plays on 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 that for that game. If he plays in midfield or whether he plays in the wing, I think that could decide the game. I don't know which way it will go. I don't know, but I think where he plays will be interesting to see because, as you said, Crystal Palace are going to park the bus, so they probably need someone to break through that. Uh, but you know, they need creativity in the midfield. Um, so anyway, but anyway, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, best and with, with that, uh, let's start with you, Jihan. What do you think is going to be the uh, the score? What do you think is going to be the score for that game? What are you going with? Three one to Chelsea. Three one to Chelsea. Okay, uh, Kevin. Chelsea yes, has to win, so it's going to be like two one, I think. Two one. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Jay. What do you think? I think Palace are going to sit back, defend really well. It, but then I think Werner will find a way through. It'll be one nil. One nil, one nil to Chelsea. Okay, yeah, I yeah, I think Chelsea should win. Yeah, I, I think yeah, two zero. Two, I'll go two zero. I think Mendy will keep a clean sheet. It's Mendy, right? So if Mendy plays, it will be two zero. I'll say that. Uh, so yeah, I think I think uh, I think yeah, that's that's my prediction. Two zero to Chelsea. Uh, all right, okay. So let's move on to the next one, and we'll go, we're going to talk about I think the most anticipated game of the weekend, uh, and it's not Spurs. It's actually Leeds against Manchester City. I think that is the game that a lot of people yeah. are looking forward to. Um, and I have to say, UEFA are doing a much better job of of, of keeping the title race, uh, Premier League title race, going than uh, Liverpool, because uh, sorry, than Manchester City. Because I think the only reason that City have got such an easy draw is because UEFA wants to see a Premier League title race. So because that you know, because Liverpool will exert will do some exertion in the Champions League, City can probably play their reserves and get through. And uh, you know, maybe there might be something there. I don't know. Um, but let's let's talk let's talk about this against uh, Manchester City. Um, uh, Kevin, uh, you'd have to start Ruben Diaz, right? For this one, I think if he's fit, if he's ready, he's got to start. Yeah, but I think just like uh, Thiago didn't start for Chelsea, or uh, or that's the I don't know any other player which just signed like just a few days back. I don't think they should start personally because uh, they it, it it takes time to settle in the team. So it's it should be a Laporte and I don't know AK I guess. So for me it should there should be like uh, the new signing should be in the bench or something. Yeah, but Laporte, of course everyone should have uh, can have different opinions. Yeah, That's no, for mine. sure. Um, and I think the only reason why Laporte and AK would not start is because they're both left-footed. I think that that might be something. Oh. But uh, Gia, oh sorry, Gian, you dropped. Did you drop off? Are you still with us? Sorry, I thought you dropped off. Uh, Gian, what do you think? Would you start uh, Ruben Diaz? I mean, it looks like they need they need something different after the last game. But would you start Ruben Diaz or would you would you put him on the bench? And and then you you're probably going to start Stones, right? Because that's the only option. Um, I I actually have to side with Kevin here. I mean, he just came in and we're it's not any team. It's a Pep Guardiola team. I mean, even the goalkeeper has to know how to pass. So a new player coming in, we can, again, I'm going to bring in FIFA here. You can think about Tiki Taka in FIFA all you want because it's just one mind. Here you have 11 minds. So you, a new player coming in, I don't think he can adjust with the Tiki Taka instantly. So I'll also side with the defensive pair that he's gone with too. I, I want to start report, it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, that, that really is the only option if he doesn't start DS because they... But they have because they don't really have any other options. Yeah, they don't have any options. It's it's, it's sad. Uh, Jay, I think we did the we did the match reaction last week, and what we agreed was that City didn't actually play that badly. Like you would, I mean, you would say that the defense was caught out, but it didn't look like anybody had a really like shocking game where you were like this player should not start. But still, you know, there's something wrong, isn't there? What changes would you make uh, to this to the team that started the last game? Is there any changes that you? What would you make? 
personnel wise the only thing is with leicester city they got jamie wardy and he just wins penalties with his pace in behind and that's just what he does you know and i can well. i can actually remember one game against united where you know it actually forced uh, louis van hal to change the entire 442 diamond and then it all went south it was that leicester city game where jamie wardy just uh, i mean that was in for rafael as well in a united shirt i think so so i mean i don't think leeds are going to leeds do play really well okay so let's get that out of the way they do play really well they don't sit back they just try to attack they they pass but you know city are the best at it so i don't think you can outpass city in any game so if you, if they try to take the game to city which i'm sure they will because you know bsl is that kind of a manager i think leeds are going to get smashed in this game 3 or 4 nil for sure okay well that's bold prediction but um let's uh, uh, jian who do you think is going to be the key player for for city but uh, yeah for manchester uh, uh, if i if, if i could if i could uh, i i wanted to actually kind of to some extent counter what jay said i mean sure yeah of course um just in a nutshell we thought the same about liverpool but they went to anfield and they almost humiliated liverpool so i i actually have to give it to leeds i mean they're not what they were when we were kids like in back in 2000 or 2001 definitely they're not they were just promoted this year right but um, the spirit i saw in them this that i think that last time last time i saw that was in the 15 16 season i don't think they're going to win the league like leicester city but they're really giving the big team the run for their money i mean liverpool almost lost liverpool almost lost i think they could do the same too i don't know so yeah and the the football kind of says it too i mean yes jay is right you can't outplay city but um, one thing i have to say is pep guardiola at times can be very arrogant so he whilst the small teams need to adjust to the big teams sometimes the big teams need to adjust accordingly too that's what mourinho did mourinho would adjust to every team there was so but pep guardiola won't do that he might just be surprised and um, getting back and to your question just to add to that uh, add to that point yeah. yeah yeah one second just to add that one thing is uh, the reason why i say manchester city will smash leicester i mean will smash leeds is because they got smashed last week and it's the next, i mean i know they played in the midweek uh, in the cup it's a very next premier league game i think they're going to come all guns blazing they're going to kill the game in the first 20 25 minutes and then leeds can do their fancy passing and all that i don't think it's going to work at all. i mean it, it of course it might work but then it's manchester city and you know what they are about they i don't think they're going to let it go See, i'm trying to figure out jay are you are you really that confident in man city's chances or are you trying to jinx them because i'm really like i'm on the fence about this the way that you are so confident yeah. manchester city they're going to do this they're going to do this they're not they're not they're not that good you know yeah. um but then less i think i think that's interesting but i don't think it will be a blowout i think it will be i think that what will determine is is how is how good city's defense is because if they defend like the way they did against leicester they're going to get leeds are going to tear them apart because they leeds are basically like i would say uh, a low adrenaline version of city they're like city but probably you know a little bit of of uh, but with inferior players like you know city are basically an upgraded leeds so it's going to be fire against fire and if uh, if city don't counter that what leads off for them that they could be in for a rough night um, uh, they they're just going to wait for them to make a mistake and then as as always leads just push them push to the goal so i think that once one of the defenders or even the goalkeeper the goalkeeper makes some mistake from city i think leads will uh, show them yeah So, uh, on that note, Kevin, who do you think is going to be the key player for City? I think it's it it has to be Sterling for me. 
Of course, FA plays. Yeah, uh, he'll probably play. I mean, they don't have strikers. It's Pep. It's Pep. Uh, so, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, Gian, I asked you this question. I'll ask you again. Who do you think is going to be the key player for for City? Uh, I'm sorry. I also, I mean, uh, who's going to be get the my facts key player? KDB is going to play, right? Yeah. Well, we will hope so. Yeah. We never know. KDB but yeah, is playing, right? Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. KDB, KDB, and if KDB is not playing, if he's not playing. Then and only if he's not playing. If he's playing, he's the key player. If he's not playing, might go to Silva if he starts. Yeah, Bernardo Bernardo Silva. Yeah, yeah. I I see no reason why De Bruyne wouldn't play because there's nothing after this. We're going into the international break after this, so there's no reason not to play him. Like it's not like there's a big game coming up. So I I would assume De Bruyne would would start. I think I think for me the key. I mean the key player for me would have to be uh, whoever starts in that defensive midfield role, whether that's Rodri or Fernandinho. Um, we'll have to see who starts, but that is going to be the key because he's going to have to be the one to screen that back four because Leeds, Leeds are porous defensively. They're, they're not that good defensively. So there's, there's always going to be chances coming for City. But the question is, how often will they be able to stop Leeds from attacking? I think that will be key. Uh, but on that note, Jay, predict score. We've got your predicted score already, but what, what is, what's your final verdict on the score? What's it going to be? 3-0 three, for the final? 3-0 three nil, three nil City. Okay, you're going a bit modest there. Uh, Kevin, what do you think is going to be the score? Is it home or away for City? Uh, Leeds, uh, Leeds are at home. It's away. Yeah. Uh, for one thing is sure, Leeds are gonna score. For mm-hmm. me, uh, I feel that. So it should be three, three one or three two for City. So City is gonna win with three two. City. Uh, Gian, what do you think? To be honest, this is the hardest game to predict. Uh, it's never easy. To be honest, it's, uh, I wish I could say that either team would win three two. But um, I guess I have to put it to somebody. So I, for some reason, I think Leeds might just come off with the win. I don't know why. I, I just okay. have this feeling. They're doing pretty well. They're surprising us. They're motivated. 3-2 to Leeds. Yeah. Is that your verdict, Gian? 3-2 to Leeds? Yeah. 3-2 okay. to Leeds. I'll go a little bit. I'll go a bit bold. I'll say it'll be 4-3 to Manchester City. But be 4-3. There'll be 4-3. It won't be, it won't be 3-2. It'll be 4-3. But interesting, Leeds did keep a clean sheet in the last game, which I didn't expect. So we'll see, we'll see. Maybe they're onto something defensively. Um, all right, so that's, uh, that's another good game done. Let's move on to uh, let's move on to some of the smaller clubs now, and we're going to talk about Arsenal and Sheffield. <laughs> Just yeah, no, no, there's no Arsenal fan today, is there? So I thought, I thought we were going to talk about Spurs and United. Uh, no, that's yeah, no, those those. Well, actually, well, that's that, that comment is going to get this video a lot of dislikes. I know, I know, yes. <laughs> I always make fun of it. No, no, no. Okay, no, we'll, we'll, we'll give the respect. Arsenal against Sheffield. Um, let's talk about that one. I think uh, it's an interesting game because uh, Arsenal, it's, it's hard to play. Right? I think Arsenal are a very good bet, a good bet for top four this year. I think they definitely have the squad to, to compete on that. And yet some people, I don't know, Arsenal fans are a little bit low-key. I don't know. I think it's like the whole thing about I'm like, not wanting to jinx it, cautious optimism. Uh, but, uh, Kev, uh, sorry, uh, let's start with you, Jay, this time, Jay. What do you, what do you make? What do you think? Uh, Gabriel didn't start the last game against Liverpool for some reason. So he's, I mean, uh, you'd expect him to start now uh, for this this uh, this one this one on the on the weekend. You would expect Gabriel to start. I think he should start because I mean, uh, you got David Luiz in there. With on his day, he can be a good passer of the ball, but then he also has mistakes. I mean, a lot of them. So you never know what what kind what version of David Luiz you're gonna get. So, uh, but then the way Arsenal play, I mean, they always try 
to play out from the back like always they never hit it long mm-hmm. so for that i feel david luis is kind of important over there so you can actually try to pair gabriel with david luis maybe or you can go with a five at the back which yeah. they uh, do a lot of times uh, i think that could work uh, but arsenal one thing i've noticed about arsenal is that i mean they're not getting uh, what do you say outplayed like you know uh, arsenal before arteta used to get outplayed like anything just just you just watch the game you know like what the fuck is happening you just don't know right but now under arteta they seem to be a little bit more composed on the ball they seem to know what they're trying to do they seem to have a plan yeah. so i think they're good good for europe this yeah. season yeah for sure um jihan uh, this is a critical week for us i don't know how much you've been following but they are after a couple of players they're after awa they're after thomas partey Uh, it's a critical week in some ways. Now, none of those players will start for Arsenal because we kind of passed the deadline at this point. So even if they sign, they won't start. But uh, the, <laughs> just in, it's not a transfer action show. But do, do you think Arsenal are going to go all in now for AOR and, and Partey? Do you think they'll get both of them? Do you think they'll get one of them? Do you think they'll get none? What do you think is going to? I honestly have no idea why Arsenal are taking this long. I mean. Yeah. Uh, Party is not really getting the games, getting the minutes for Atletico Madrid right now, and and I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to hold Atletico Madrid at a higher regard than Arsenal right now. I mean, Atletico Madrid competes with Real and Barca. Arsenal just before a few months ago they could not compete with Sheffield. So Party would be an amazing addition to Arsenal. I don't know why they aren't doing it, but I am very confident that they'll get or. or orier i'm Ewa. sorry if i got his name Ewa. wrong yeah billion himself was an amazing addition amazing addition i know i've seen him for what seven years he's always been an amazing soldier for us and william could be a huge huge key for us in the season we did not give him the proper minutes for the past two years because we've had younger players or we've had other many options but in arsenal he's going to show what he's made of i mean i remember this one run against liverpool he tracked back from the attack the moment his teammate lost the ball he tracked back and he recovered the ball in his own box and then he started the attack again so maybe arsenal feel like they have that right squad already i don't know but they really should get somebody else because mm-hmm. a defensive midfielder like party himself would be an amazing addition yeah for sure it looks like arteta is building a nice hard working team kevin final question on on this one and we'll talk about sheffield we'll talk about sheffield here um three losses on the bounce they had a very good season by all accounts last year If they lose to Arsenal, is it now time to start worrying about uh, relegation? Relegation, definitely. Uh, Sheffield hasn't scored a single goal since the start of the Premier League. Yeah. So, And I think it's definitely bad. a worry. I feel it. I feel it's a definite. Definitely, it's a worry. But uh, considering uh, games again, it's a game against a team like uh, Arsenal. I think that they they, sh- they should wait for like. maybe at least a one uh, one or two games more because arsenal uh, like considering like uh, it's a good team as opposed to uh, sheffield yeah. so let's see yeah i mean uh, yeah the, the, but they still have to look at performances because yeah not scoring a goal um, definitely tough, isn't it? and they didn't have a good post lockdown period either so there's some concern there but we'll see we'll see what happens i think this year that i think there will definitely be some panic stations uh bona note uh, uh, jay who do you think is going to be the key player for arsenal for this one jay oh i think we've lost jay for a second um all right jihan i'll transfer that over to you who do you think is going to be the key player for uh, sure. for arsenal in this one 
And we all, when you think of Arsenal nowadays, you already have that one name except of Arteta, Aubameyang. Uh, but uh, I think William needs to put his, put in another shift too. So William, William, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kevin, uh, what do you think? Uh, I think these days, Lacazette has been playing really, really nice. So I think the key player uh, has to be and should be uh, Lacazette for me. All right. Uh, and uh, Pedic scores for you guys. What do you think is going to be the score? Uh, for uh, I'll go. Uh, easy win, win for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2-0. Or if Sheffield is able to score, then it's 2-1. Max. Do you think Sheffield will score? Uh, very difficult, but they have pressure. Yeah. And Arsenal have been sloppy, considering they have David Lewis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Gian, what do you think? 3 0 Torsen. Simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing way too well right now. They beat us for the FA Cup, they beat Liverpool for the Community Shield. It wasn't too long ago. They're winning all their matches. Just a loss against Liverpool really doesn't matter. 3 yeah. 0 Torsen. Mm-hmm, for sure. And looks like Jay is back online again. Yeah, we have, I mean, lots of internet issues today. So, but nonetheless. Okay. Uh, hey, Jay. Welcome back. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we'll move on. Uh, we'll, okay, well, let's ask you. What do you think is going to be the score? Arsenal against Sheffield United. What do you think is going to be the score? I can see an Arsenal win. Easy win for Arsenal. 2-0. Uh, 2-0. Two two okay, so we got a 2-0, 2-0, 3-0. Okay, that's good. Yeah, all right. That's great. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's going to be an easy win for Arsenal. Yeah, uh, I'll go. Yeah, I'll say 2 0. 2 0, I think it's about right. They might go 3 though, um, if uh, Sheffield lose their heads. All right. Uh, well, the big game of the weekend, we're going to talk about that now Manchester United against Tottenham. And it's not actually, uh, you know, in, in most circumstances, it would be a very uneventful game. But there is some spice that, that Jose and Ole are having this kind of banter. I don't know what's going on. It's like some of the most ridiculous things that they've talked about. They've talked about goalposts. They've talked about the uh, you know VAR penalties. They're talking about Bruno Fernandez. I, I don't know what's going on. You know. <laughs> all kinds of I mean, what happened to mind games, right? Um, all right, let's start uh, with you, Jay. Uh, would you start Eric Bay in this one? Um, I, it, it, would you start him knowing his injury record? But would you would you would you start Bay or would you be like, well, no, we just got to stick with Maguire and Lindelof. I'd like to start Bay along with Maguire, but then I think Maguire and Lindelof have something going on. I mean, we were. All One of the best defenses, I mean, last year, with them starting most of the games, and they have started the Premier League games this season as well. I don't think there's a need to change. And though I'd like to start Bay, but nah, I think against Tottenham you need to be very solid. You need to go with what you know, and uh, you need to stick to the same eleven, I suppose. Other than bring Matic in. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kevin. Yeah, it's interesting as well. He talks about uh, you know Maguire and Love. I think the only issue with Bay is you almost like uh, risking a substitution because you know somebody probably might get injured. But would would you start with with Bay considering that he's the only one with pace, right? I mean, would you start him or would you? Yeah, uh, I think Bay is a good player, so they should start him no matter the risk. Uh, they need they need to uh, have a good result. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, um, yeah, and that that's going to be key. I think one of those key decisions to take. Um, Gian, uh, those Spurs, they they have a Europa League. They had they had a Europa League game today. They, they've been playing a lot of games. Um, it's it's difficult to see what kind of team that they put out. But now it's Son injured. Uh, how do you see that front? Well, I guess it's a front two because he's playing a back three. So how do you see that stacking up? Would you, who would you start with Kane? Would you start uh, Bergwijn or would you start Mora? Or would you start all three and play a three-four-three? Uh, well, 
Son being injured is a very big problem. So mm-hmm. Kane is Kane has been beautiful as a center forward, you know, a support striker. So I think Mourinho is just going to go with a solution where he gets somebody who can just score the goals. Yeah. And uh, I, I think he's just going to go with the with youth right now, mm-hmm. because again, Mourinho at least what he thinks or what he says is he's going to be some long-term manager for Tottenham. Who, by the way, are a much more patient team than anybody who's managed before. So, yeah, I think that's what he's going to be doing. Yeah, when he says long term, he Gain might be back. four years instead of three years. So, that, that might be long term for him. Five years, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. But, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, so would, so you'd start with yeah, yeah, the, Bergwijn? Yeah. Yeah, Bergwijn, yeah. Easily. I think, and he did score a goal in the last time they played. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, might make sense. Uh, Jay, what do you, what do you, what would you, would you start a, 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 with a back three and then a, would you start a three four three uh, and give up that midfield battle or would you go with a three five two? For Spurs? Yeah, for Spurs. You know, it's Jose. He's definitely going to park the midfield for sure. He's I'll probably play with Kane up front. Whoever the wingers are, I mean, both the wingers are going to be tucked in towards midfield. For well, the wing backs, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Or they, he might start with uh, five across midfield and then just bring it back. And three, he'll probably go with Lo Celso. And uh, the other, who's the other one? Probably not Endombele. I think he's injured, right? Uh, no, it'll probably be Hodgeberg. It was Hodgeberg and uh, Big I mean, in the last one. So Yeah, so yeah, I mean, Jose against big clubs, you know how he's going to line up. He's not going to go with three up front for sure. Definitely go one up front, five or five across midfield or five across defense both ways. And... He's going to park the midfield right in the midfield battle and play on the counter. Yeah. Um, Kevin, controversial question for you. Uh, he scored a goal in the last game. Would you start Pogba or would you start Donny Van I would start Pogba because Pogba has been... I mean, I, I, in my opinion, I, should, I would start both. But if you're asking one of them, uh, it's difficult, but it, it can be Pogba considering defensive options. Yeah, well, we shall see. That is a big decision to make. Uh, but on that note, uh, Jian, who do you think is going to be the key player for Manchester United? Pogba. Pogba. If he starts, midfield is very important. Today, mid- today is all about midfield. It's all about midfield. Both teams have amazing midfields, and uh, like he said, uh, it's Mourinho. We know he's going to park the midfield. Yeah. So every time he's been with Chelsea, I've, that's all I've seen. I mean. Mourinho is all about that midfield game. If he gets that right, he wins today. And he knows Pogba is his most instrumental midfielder. Yeah. Um, Jay, what do you think for United? What do you think is going to be key? Uh, see, Pogba without doubt is our best player. There's no doubt about it. He's, he's our best player, for right. sure. But the thing is, in this game, I don't think Pogba is disciplined enough defensively. Okay. So, what we can do is start with Matic, who can do that role defensive midfielder. We might need Van de Beek and Bruno Fernandes. They both can pass the ball. They, they both can get out of tight situations. And that could come in handy when the midfield is parked. Like how it definitely is going to be. And then the Pogba can always come off the bench like an X-Factor. And he can just influence the game from the bench. I think that would be a better fit uh, than starting Pogba and being disappointed within 60 minutes. He'll be frustrated. And you know Pogba, he, if he, once he gets frustrated and decides down, he's not going to produce anything. So, bringing Pogba on at the 60-65 minute mark can change the game. Mm-hmm. But till then, keep it tidy. We need to attack. We need to pass the ball properly and get Rashford and whoever starts on the right wing. Get them involved and try to attack. Uh, it's going to be green. Yeah. I'm going to counter, Jay, with yeah. that. Uh, I think that uh, 
the only reason United didn't start uh, Pogba against Brighton and Hove is because he didn't start, right? No, he yeah he came on last twenty minutes. Yeah, it's probably like, because you're, you're talking uh, about the League Cup, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Carabao. Yeah, it's it's probably because uh, uh, Ole might want him against Spurs at front. Uh, I mean, at the start. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Pogba will start. I wouldn't start him, but yeah, I think he will start um, that one. He's got a goal as well, so you know now you've got a justification to start him. Um, I would ask you guys who's going to be the key player for Spurs, but I think it's going to be Harry Kane. Like we all, yeah. <laughs> does anybody have any other answer aside from Harry Kane? I'm kidding. I'm sorry, Spurs fan, but no, there isn't, right? Yeah, no, because we're yeah, because we, we're on time, so yeah, so. All right. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it has to be the defensive midfield. Defensive, okay. I think key player is in the defensive midfield. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, okay. That's interesting. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about one of the fastest attacks in the world. I think it is. I think Manu have the fastest attack in the world. I'm I'm not sure. So, um, maybe. Yeah. I. I, 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 call, I mean, really unless you want to talk Dortmund, who have got uh, Sancho and uh, Holland, then I mean, you know, they're quite fast. But yeah. Are we forgetting Arsenal? Who do they have? Oh, right. Right, right. right. Well, Arsenal, well, but, Arsenal. But William, oh, I wouldn't man. say he's the fastest pony there is. I mean, just look at them. James, Marshall, and Rashford. I mean, wow. Will be Greenwood. Wow. Well, it won't be James. They are fast. Yeah, Greenwood is fast too. Will be Greenwood, yeah. James is only fast. So He's, he's fast too. Yeah, Greenwood is fast. Playing for Spurs is going to be Harry Kane, for sure. He's going to get one chance. And if he buries it, they'll win the game. Yeah, that's 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 the big issue, isn't it? The defense is going to be strong. I think we might even play a back five against Spurs. To be honest, I I I I, I don't know what what I literally generally don't know what's going to happen with that one. But anyway, on that note, uh, Perry scores. Kevin, what do you think is going to be the score? Very difficult to predict. Uh, it has to we be a draw. It. it has to be a one or one draw, one or draw. Yeah. Um, Gian, what do you think? Two one Spurs. Two one to Spurs. All right. Um, Jay. I think we'll nick it 2-1. 2-1 to United. Yes, you've got to draw a win and a, a draw and a win for Spurs and a win for Manchester United. You've got like all a complete tie, 1-1-1. Now, I, I can't see United winning this one. Honestly, I cannot. Uh, with this squad that they have right now, and they, they're not going to be able to add to it. So, they're not going to win. It's going to be either a lucky draw or they're going to lose. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I probably think it'll be a 1-0 to Spurs. And that's what it's going to be. I, I just, I can't, I can't see, I cannot see United winning this one. One chance for Hurricane and he'll bury it. Yeah, that's. I think that's what's going to happen. That the United are going to keep battering, and then there'll be a chance. But on that note, what could happen? You get what, a penalty, bro. Don't worry. Yes. Yeah, so, well, that's what. That's the thing. That's the funny thing. I was going to ask. Like, what? What chances is that there's going to be handball penalty in that game? <laughs> I'm just trying to see Mourinho blow up just for that. One hundred percent. That there will. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah, there will be a handball penalty. I'm already imagining uh, Mourinho he, rant about it. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. He scored eight. eight pen- Bruno Fernandez scored eight penalties in half of a season. How is that even possible? <laughs> Teams are awarded less than eight penalties in, a, in an entire season. He got eight in half a season. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, it's, so, it's weird as well because I always look at United games and this is something I'll say. I know we're, a bit on, we're going a bit over on time. But one thing I always notice with, with United is most of the penalties they get, if the, if the defender just let the player be, there wouldn't be a goal because they would, they would have no way of scoring goals. But the defenders still feel the need to tackle them. Like, you know, all the penalties that we've had so far, I think, as I said last season, only two were probably iffy. The others were all legit. And it's it's just even this what we got uh, this season so far, they've all been legit. The only diff thing is if they just let that play go, there would not be a goal. They just had to not the penalty do. rule is anyway ridiculous this season. Yeah. Well the one that the, the handball was was a ridiculous handball from Mope and then the other one that we got against Luton was was a was a penalty. So 
Yeah. No, I'm saying the. I mean, the rule this season is just ridiculous. I mean, oh, yes. they give everything. Yeah, and the referees have said that they will be lenient with that rule now. <laughs> they said that anyway that they're going to be more lenient with the rules. I don't know what's going to happen now. Like they've already screwed a few teams over. Now we're going to not 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 screw the other teams over. <laughs> it's just fear. Um, but on that note, let's go to the final game that we're going to talk about: Aston Villa against Liverpool. Uh, you have to say if City lose or draw, uh, and ask ask Kevin. If City lose a draw and then Liverpool win this one, you have to say the race is over, right? There's no race. I mean, I think it's over already, but you have to say it's over, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's over. But uh, considering we, uh, they have, I mean, there is Leicester still in the race. <laughs> Leicester, Everton. I mean, like seriously, are we really expecting Leicester? And Everton are there as well. They've won three out of three. Are we really? Yeah, I don't think Everton is ever gonna win the league ever. <laughs> are we really expecting those guys to? They have the squad to challenge. I think I think Leicester would be a, would be challenging if they weren't yeah. in Europe. But they mm-hmm. are playing in Europe, and they're going to have that issue. Uh, Everton, mm-hmm. and, you know. Uh, what do you think, Jian? Do you think um, do you think the title race would be over if if uh, if we uh, if, if if City lose a draw and then Liverpool win? Well, I could say that, but then I think about the 2011-12 season. I mean, what in December, Manu was eight points stop, and then City was eight points stop. And then I think again, Manu was eight points stop. And then at the end of this entire season, City won it with what? Seconds remaining. So again, I think it's, it's too early to say. I mean, even if the difference would be what? Four or five points from now uh, for, between two teams. I don't think it's enough to separate them. Mm-hmm. Liverpool are rampant, let's be honest. But I think all of us here can agree that... Uh, after the COVID break, they have not been the Liverpool that we've seen at the start of the year, or the season. The, they have not been winning as many games. And in fact, I think if we did not beat City, they wouldn't have won the league as soon as they did. They would win the league either ways, but they'd probably take another round or two. So, yeah, I, I, it's, it's too early. It's too early. I think maybe we should wait till at least December or January to understand who's going to win the league. Or make an idea of it. You guys are just too optimistic. You guys are... Yeah, you guys, you guys are okay. Okay, let me just mention on that one about 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 uh, what you were saying. Liverpool not winning as much. They were not winning as much because pre-lockdown they were winning every game. So it was going to be hard to. They were obviously not going to win as much if they lost even one because they're just winning every game. But no, but um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, it's hurt. It hurts me to say this because I'm you know I I'm not I'm a United fan, so it, it hurts me. But J, I I I I don't know about Kevin and G, and they seem very optimistic. It hurts you either way. I mean, you have no way to go. You hate Liverpool and you hate City. Yeah, you were just waiting for us to mention United. No, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, but Jay, I mean, it's I, I, The thing is, I watch Liverpool, and I'm trying to figure out what is their weakness. What is the point that somebody can where, where I can see that there's a chance for someone to get to 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 try to get a win. I just don't. I don't see how any team, and I cannot see City beating Liverpool. You know, in a one-off game, I would pick Liverpool to beat City. Obviously, that is not how football works, and there's always upsets and things like that. But um, do you see anyone like catching up to to Liverpool? I mean, you, you know. Inter- I mean, it could all change. I mean, they could lose to Aston Villa of all, of all teams. But uh, do, do, realistically, I mean, do, are, we, are we seeing that Liverpool are probably going to run to the title? What do you think? See, everything suggests that they're going to run to the title. But then Manchester City, you know, they have chased down multiple... I mean, they've chased down leads in multiple seasons. And some big leads that too. So, uh, you cannot count, them, count Manchester City out in October. The season has just started. Okay, But Liverpool, they look unstoppable at the moment. As much as it hurts me to say that. Uh, the only thing that gives me hope is, you know, they've made mistakes at the back this season. Uh, I mean, they're not their usual self at the back. So, that gives me a little bit hope that, you know, they might crumble. And Liverpool in, in the past have crumbled easily. So, 
you know, even before they won their uh, before they won the Premier League, everyone was saying even in January when they had a I mean double digit lead, they were saying you know we were uh, using that uh, I mean we use a template, we use a troll to say that you know we all know how the elephant got <laughs> I mean got there and we we all know how it will fall. We don't know how the elephant got up the tree, but we know it will fall. So using that uh, analogy to uh, talk about Liverpool, but then uh, let's just hope that they don't do it this season. I'd rather City than Liverpool. And that hurts me too. I mean, that hurts me as well. But I don't want Liverpool to catch catch up to us. Yeah. They're on 19, they're on 20, and I'd rather City win. Yeah, when you, I, City, you mean Leicester City, right? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Newcastle United. Kevin, you saying? I have I have noticed that uh, every time Liverpool uh, concedes, they also tend to bounce back that much. Like they have scored. In that much, in more than uh, that, uh, the force, you know. So I think that uh, it's not going to be uh, so easy to predict this time. But uh, I'm going to agree with Zian to wait till December. Yeah. Well, you guys can wait till December. There's no problem. I know what's going to happen. So you know, like that. you guys, yeah, you know, it's no, I'm just kidding. But no, but it it just it just seemed tough. But nonetheless, um, I mean, we live in a world of hyperboles, so you know, we'll always we'll always have. Uh, that, but uh, Kevin, uh, so many players to pick from, but who do you think is going to be the key player for Liverpool? For Liverpool, oh, uh, Mane was pretty good last game against Arsenal, so I'm gonna go with Mane or Salah. So, but for me, it's Mane. Let's see, yeah, if he plays, I mean, because uh, they already have a game right today against Arsenal, and then they go, there's gonna be another game on Monday, right, against Aston Villa. Uh, yep. So, so yeah, if Mane plays, it has to be Mane, otherwise Salah. Jian, what do you think? Well, the media and all the Facebook posts and everything is going to show us probably Mane or Salah, but I have to talk about their new unsung hero, and that's Thiago. Uh, I don't know if you saw his stats against Chelsea. They were mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. I think he made the greatest number of passes against a single team in a single game in, the, in Premier League history or something like that, and he played for only half the game. So Thiago, uh, sorry, Thiago will not. Uh, he probably won't get a hat trick of assists like Kane did, or score a goal, or maybe something. But I think he's gonna be the he's gonna be the dictator of the game. So unsung hero, it will be Thiago. But media money. Yeah. I think uh, yeah, you're missing the fact that Thiago has tested positive for COVID. Yeah. Yeah, so he won't be playing that game. Oh right, uh, I'm, so sorry, that that. I'm so sorry for that. Too. Okay, yeah, so it won't be Thiago, sadly. Well, but he, yeah, he, it, well, he will be key yeah, to making sure that nobody else gets infected. No, that's something I'll have to do. Maybe that, maybe COVID is the only thing that can stop Liverpool. I hope not. Though. I hope nothing happens to the Liverpool players. I'll be all good. Um, so, Gian, do you want to change your answer? Yeah, yeah. Well, since uh, the unsung hero isn't there, the sung hero is still there, Mane. Well, nobody's picking so, uh, player of the year, Jordan Henderson. No, okay, just, just like a running joke that I keep making. Uh, no, Liverpool, I mean, Henderson okay. is always he's. Consistently really good, you know. I mean, everybody has good games. Henderson has 38 consistent good games, but he's never really that exact. No, no, and I'm just, I'm just messing around. Like, this is this a running joke with people. Right? Well, John Henderson. Uh, Jay, what do you think is going to be the score? How many goals are you going with for Liverpool? Five, six. Okay. I think Liverpool will win easily. I mean, it's going to be a walk for Liverpool. I mean, Aston Villa. Though they have signed Ross Barkley, I don't know if he'll play. They have Barkley, they have Grealish, they have decent attacking midfielders, but Liverpool are just too good. And I think they'll walk the game. 3-4-0, three, three, maybe. 3-0 yeah, or 4-0? Oh, 